What's good, everybody? This is Silas from silasbeats.info with another episode of the Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. This is episode eight, uh, episode nine, episode nine of season two. Um, I, I, today, I wanted to talk about uh, just building a legacy, right? So, I've been taking some time out just to think through my moves a little bit. I've actually been doing a lot of thinking. At the same time, I've been doing a lot of very different stuff, not re- not really related to music. And like, it's it's been kind of cool because it's been a, a change from what I've been doing. I've been working on a lot of projects that I haven't really, um, not that I haven't enjoyed them, I just haven't had moments to make music for me. You know, just to sit there, uh, mess about, and work on new sounds and do all kinds of things and it's gonna obviously it's gonna come through in the quality of my beats um i have managed to do quite a bit of mixing and mastering so i don't think that would have dipped at all but the story is if there's a case of um you know most of us want to want we want fame or we want stacks of cash or we want to be able to just do music full time and just enjoy it but when in actual fact people want i know a lot of people want their name to be immortalized they want it to live on when people start talking about SA hip-hop or they talk about a particular genre or um you know a particular period you want your name to pop up right and then there's only one way that that's going to happen i was just thinking about the way music is going now and the shelf life of um of a, of a track or um uh an album and it's become really short. You know, people are expecting, the artists I'm working with are like, man, you know, I just put out an album last year. People want an album this year. It's hectic. And I'm like, that's actually true. It's a very, very, it's a very, very simple statement, but it's actually so true. Back, like, I don't know, it's 2017 now, about 10 years ago, you'd be good if you had an album every two years. You'd be perfect. And this is without features or anything. You might have one or two features here or there. Maybe do three or four videos over that period of two years and you'd be, you'd be fine. But as there have been more people getting into the music industry and more people just saturating the music industry, both with good and bad music, um, turnover times have had to become very quick. Your songs don't last as long as they used to. You know, your song can be hot for two days. It's actually gotten to that point where as an up-and-comer, the chances that your track moves and shakes for um, three, four months as a single without a video, without any kind of push, without any kind of thought process behind it. It's absurd. Like, it's just not happening anymore. And what's happening is people are expecting you to knock out more music just because you have to, right? So an album once a year, probably not great. Um, it's not the best you could do if you do album an album as well as singles most definitely um, just as, as an up-and-comer and then obviously jumping on features features is another way it's another easy way to spread your uh, to spread your work really really far if you're an artist um, so in the case of trying to build a legacy trying to build a name for yourself regardless of whether you are a music producer you make beats you're a photographer you are a, a singer you are a rapper you're a guitarist. There has to be one fundamental thing about you and that's going to be your differentiating fact. There needs to be something about you. And in fact, sometimes it's not even one thing. Sometimes it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a collection of qualities that you possess that define 
who you are right so let me just move into um i'm going to talk about brand branding because this is essentially what it is um where you you brand yourself but it doesn't necessarily have to be in my mind the easiest way for someone to brand themselves is to work on their aesthetics work on their image it's the easiest way to um, change things up if i if i wanted to change my image over the space of one year and i got into the gym i jumped on a gym program and i bulked up i don't know how many kgs i'd be able to get in the case of a year um, after that i'd go change my entire outfit now i'm, I'm rocking vests um, i've got snapbacks um, i am i'm rocking shorts and um, those what do you call those those um, those flops, those 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 shoes, those Adidas shoes or those Nike shoes, and that becomes my look. All I'd need to go and do to change my entire look is do maybe two or three photo shoots, right? And start moving those pictures through social media, because what's going to happen is Google's going to pick it up. It's going to become that thing on Twitter that they'll see as your profile picture. Do the same thing on WhatsApp. Do the same thing on Facebook. Do the same thing on Instagram. Every single place where you have a picture up, you'll change it. And you can even do one or two um, mini interviews of yourself, actually, where you are just talking, but you're sitting in that outfit, right? And in that way, you change people's perception of you, right? It's just how, it's just how it is. And working on your brand aesthetics, like, sometimes it, is, it can be quite cost, it can be, it can be really, really cheap, but that's one way of doing it. But you don't, not everybody has that vision or not everybody wants to go and do that. Or you might already be very happy with your image. Now you want to change other things, right? Now, what you can do to, to solidify your image or solidify your brand is um, not necessarily posting a lot to social media, but being aware of what you post to social media, right? So, uh, as an example, if you are a diehard Chelsea fan like I am, and every now and again, and I actually don't do this enough, I'm posting about Chelsea or something that's happened with Chelsea, um, the football team, then it becomes one of those things that when people hit me up, that's another facet or that's another part of my brand that people will know. They'll be like, oh, Stan, that guy is a particular, is a fan of whatever it is. Or if I'm, oh, I know there's people out there that just enjoy cars. They enjoy speed. They enjoy fast cars. And that's all they're posting about over and above their music. I'm like, okay, cool. This is you. You know, and it's genuine. They're posting about sneakers. They just there's a particular kind of sneaker that they're just addicted to, and they continually post about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is again, this is your truth. And they're not posting all the time. They're posting. Um, they're posting, and it's and again, they, they 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 when they post, it's very meaningful. They're posting their truth. They're like, these. Are, I enjoy sneakers. That's that's my life. I I I don't know about you, but this is what I do. Posting about sneakers maybe once or twice a week maybe once or twice every two weeks but again that's that then becomes part of your legacy right so i was in through my 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 thoughts and everything that i've been going through over the past couple of weeks i've been thinking you know a lot of what i've been doing as a music producer like it was very diff different when i started in 2014 which is really not a long time ago um between then and now I'm not like I'm not I've been doing pretty much the same thing blogging uh, 
podcasting, which I did, started recently, um, giving out lots of information. That's always been my, my game, just giving out information. When people hit me up, people, three, four, five, six, ten, twenty people would hit me up in a day and ask me a question. I'll answer quickly via voice note or reply back if I've got an opportunity to. And that's become my game, right? That's something that it's become my truth. I just, I, it just, I just happen to do it now. And um, I was thinking about how I could take that truth and create other truths. Or, um, uh, I don't want to say create, because now it makes it feel as though I'm, I'm being plastic about it, I'm being fake about it. But there's certain things that I want to explore or get into that are going to help make me a little bit more different, even more different. Right? This is how legacy is created. It, it goes from being just a little bit different to that person that's just really, really, really different. Um, there's someone, uh, like when I think about uh, someone like Toya, Toya DeLazy, um, we actually started chatting. Um, actually, it wasn't a lot of chatting, but it was just a little bit. And I, I, I got an opportunity, not through the chatting, because she was very down to earth, very normal, if, for, for lack of a better word. But when I, go, when I went onto her social media profiles and I listened to her music, uh, Toya's music, it was very different. But it was not a little bit different. It's super different. So much so that people can't, even if they don't really like her music, they can't be like, I don't like, that. I think that song is bad. Again, it's just preference and she's just managed to build up a massive following. And like I said, her music is, it's so far to the left that I can't, I can't compare her sound to anybody. But again, it's because she's gone out of her way from the dress sense to the type of videos to the effects that are used. It's just all so different. And it made me come up with a couple of different things that I could do, some of which I'm going to mention now. But like, just if, if everybody could do, could do that as opposed to what's actually happening, We'd have so many more people building proper legacies. This is why Swiss Beats sounds so different to Timberland. This is why Dr. Dre sounds so different to Swiss Beats. This is why Pharrell sounds so different to Dr. Dre. You've got a whole bunch of people, all very talented, but when you hear a beat by them, you're like, okay, snap. You know? It's, um, it's, it, there's this massive, massive unique sound to things. Um, I, the first thing I want to talk about is, um, Sound kits. Sound kits and instruments. Those are two things that, uh, specifically for music producers, make things, it, it makes it difficult. Our choice, before we even make it a, 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 what we call a hit track, our choice of sounds already puts us at a disadvantage. Right? Um, there was a track I was listening to on the radio, and I was like, oh, this sounds okay. But then when I heard the snare, I'm like, I've got that snare. I never use it, but it's because I know everyone has it. Like, no, you know? Well, I wouldn't put that in there. And then there's particular snaps or particular snares or uh, particular kicks, particular 808s. You know, all these sounds that everybody wants to use. Um, there'll be a kit by someone who's a super famous music producer and you want to use their sounds, but then one, what ends up happening is Although you build familiarity, because when people hear your beat and they hear that snare, they'll be like, ah, it's that snare, that's nice. But when in actual fact, all they're doing is, um, all you're doing is quenching their 
um, their, their, their thirst for a familiar sound. As humans, we like familiar sounds because we can identify them, right? Um, and this isn't like um, all weird and scientific. It's just, that's just how it is. When I hear someone's voice in a place that I don't know, I'm going to be like, oh, snap, it's that person. We are there. You're gonna, that's instantly, you're just going to start, you're just going to identify with them, right? And I think that's what happens there, right? So what ends up happening is people end up using the same uh, sounds, the same samples, the same presets on the same VSTs. So what ends up happening is you get the same sounding beats coming from uh, two different music producers that have never met, which should never happen. Back in the day, that never used to happen because the, the, pure, the pure, like the beat making process, everybody was very different, right? And because everyone was so different, the sounds that came out of their MPCs or out of their beat machines, whatever the hell they were using, were different. There were people that were using straight up, just MPCs. And other people were like, um, they, they do a little bit of a sample. I mean, if you look at someone like Ninth, Ninth Wonder, um, if, you haven't had a, if you haven't had an opportunity to, um, have a look at, what's this thing called? It's called um, uh, Rhythm Roulette or something. Like, yeah, yeah, Rhythm Roulette, where a music producer is given the opportunity to go through their process. They crate dig and then they go through their process of music production. And every single person is different in the way that they make their music. They've got their sounds that they use. They've got their method of chopping and cutting and doing things. And because it's all so, um, because it's all so unique, right? Their sound is always gonna, it's always gonna be a just play sound. There's always gonna be a Swiss beat sound. There's always gonna be certain things that they do, right? And our issue now is we've got a lot of people that will just whip open FL Studio whip open a Metro Booming sound kit, whip open Nexus and Purity and Omnisphere, and whip open a bunch of presets and create a beat. So that's why you can have seven or eight people sending you music in a day and the music sounds exactly the same. And it's painful for me because I'm like, um, I hate being douchey about my feedback when I'm, um, when I'm, when people send beats to me. But there's times when I'm actually like, dude, I, I'm almost 100% sure I heard this beat yesterday. I promise you. Are you sure you didn't send it? Maybe it was someone else, you know? But it's, it's purely because, um, it's purely because you've used the same sounds. You might have a different melody or whatever it is, but you've tried to imitate something, right? Now, what we have in this country is because our, uh, I mean, we look at hip hop as an industry. It's, um, it's, it's not old. It's, like this is throughout the world, right? It's not as old as some of the other genres out there. And all those other genres have gone through all kinds of phases, right? And hip hop just hasn't. We're still going through all of that. You know, the gunk phase, the absolute garbage, and then a little bit of a resurgence and that kind of stuff. Now I feel like we're going through a, through a garbage period. And this period could easily last us a decade or another two decades. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but what I feel because of the way the genre is now, people are uh, sitting in a situation where they don't, um, uh, they don't know what to do next. No one really knows what to do next because you know, what's good anymore? What's a dope sound? What's gonna get my track onto radio? And because of that, what they'll do is go listen to whoever's hot at the moment and decide that that is what they're going to do. This is how I'm going to make a hot track. I'm going to copy so-and-so's the way that they sing that song or, or you, they'll study it so much 
and they don't even mean to. Like this is very, this is subconscious. Again, we like going towards things that sound familiar. So after listening to Trace, after studying Trace and MTV Bass and Channel O for an entire five days, um, and then opening up FL Studio, you're instantly gonna start doing whatever you've heard, right? Some people a little bit more easily than others. So eventually what's gonna happen is your beats are just gonna sound the same. Same with artists. Artists are going to sing the same. They will start using the same words, right? And this is what's happening. This is exactly what we're going through now. That's why a lot of the people who are making music and having one or two tracks that make it onto radio now, you can crack radio, but cracking radio doesn't mean building legacy. Because legacy means long after that track goes down or long after people forget about that song and they come, they stumble upon it, at a later stage, they're gonna go, oh snap, remember that track? Remember when this sound was hot? Remember that? And it's gonna be one of those, uh, it's gonna be a nice moment as opposed to, <laughs> this is just another one of those tracks from that, er that, from that era when people were just making trap and it was just terrible. Um, if I can take you back to Crunk and how many versions of, um, what's that song called? It's called, is it? snap your fingers or something like that but there were so many carbon copies of that track after that because it was so big um, uh, that you know e inevitably once the sound died which it always does it either dies or it evolves or it changes but it becomes very very different if you go like five years into the future you're gonna hear that our music is gonna be very different it's just gonna evolve that's just how it is but you're gonna see that through that evolution we're all going to be like, ugh, there's going to be that, that you don't want to have that, ugh, about your music, right? That they're like, it just, just sounds like a little bit more of whatever it is. So going into building legacy, um, having very, very rare drum kits. This is why I don't, I really don't like, I hate conforming to a particular sound with drum kits. I'll go into drum kits I used to use back in 2000 and, um, and, 12 or you know just from back in the day and I'll use those ones I'm not gonna jump if they sounded good I'm still gonna make use of them it's just how it how it is and I find that through me doing that already people already ask me like hey dude what sounds do you use what kit is that you know I'm like I don't know dude this is a this is a kick I found whenever it was and I'm just using it now still so yeah um, and same with sound like sound effects this is why I've spent so much time just manipulating my own voice. Something I actually also need to get back into. Manipulating my own voice because even if someone does decide they're gonna manipulate their own voice and do stuff with it, they can't get a hold of my vocals, so they can't, you know, they can't imitate that sound. Um, my live instruments, my drums, my drumming patterns and whatnot, um, also very, very unique, right? But I feel like a lot more can be done to um, work on actual sound design, i.e. taking a synth, opening, opening up a patch and just start messing around with a sine wave and just, or a sawtooth, whatever it is, just try and figure out how to make a sound that is just different, that people don't use, and then slowly working on that. In the beginning, it's going to sound like ass. It's not going to sound great, I'm telling you now, and it's going to take a lot of time. You're going to do your research, you're going to be like, maybe I should just leave this process. But if you stick to it, then that's when legacy is built. Same with, um, uh, what you call this, layering of samples. 
there's certain tricks that people do like one trick that i know people do to get a little bit of sizzle on the kick what they'll do is they will combine um uh, any regular kick with a hi-hat right so every single time that kick plays so does that hi-hat sometimes soft sometimes a little bit louder but it just gives that kick a little bit more um a little bit more on the top end right and some people want that some 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 hip-hop songs it's better if it's like that or a little bit of distortion added onto a second kick and then that becomes a sample you know but working through each one of these drum sounds to try and make a new drum sound or getting inspired by something that you hear sampling it and working on it and you know making it your own if you can do that four or five times instantly you've got enough to make um, a drum kit for a track because essentially that's all you're ever going to be doing you're going to have a kick uh, a snare and I don't know a hi-hat you can start there with those two you can even get a clap so you got those four sounds that you've made edited done whatever it is that you want to them and that becomes something that is um, uh, specific to you do that for three or four or five beats and you're sitting with about you're sitting between 15 and 20 new sounds that are yours purely yours and you just continue using them edit them use them edit them use them do whatever it is just continue to use them in that way but this is all going to take from what from what i'm saying now i can imagine that through all of this there's still a lot of influencing going on you've still got all your other kits you're still listening to all kinds of other music but if you spend good time good amounts of time working on your sound and getting it you know getting getting your um uh your your drums right getting your sounds right you will eventually end up with a um very very unique sound which then allows you to build your legacy same with rapping as well um i look at rappers sometimes and i think to myself man you sound so much and it's always eminem after that there's you've got all kinds of other people but it always it's always eminem um if it's not eminem then it's like a drake you know people who have again but they've built their legacy eminem is done like he's built his legacy we know exactly what he's famous for guy can rap and he raps in a very particular way and he's got songs where he's super jokey and there's songs where he's just shouting right and we we understand we understand that and what ends up happening is because some people listen to him so much they end up a, 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 um, uh, adopting his flow, adopting his tricks, his the words that he uses, rhyme schemes, all kinds of things like that. This is why it's important to not always switch yourself off to the world because then you're just going to be you're going to go from being uh, um, super relevant. You're going to go from being super relevant to uh, just being really weird. You know, you haven't, you haven't listened to music in a long ass time. And that's something that I do from time to time. I try to, to get back into it from time to time and just listen to a track or two on radio just to hear what's going on. But it's never to go in and study what's going on there. It's just so that I can keep relevant. I don't want to be that person that's making weird, freaking sounding music that just sounds, uh, just sounds jungly or it sounds weird. I don't want to be in that situation. So... <clears throat> It's important that you go in and you listen to different people. So if you're going to dig, like, go through your Eminem, but study your Nas as well. Study your Drake. Study Kendrick. Study Cole. Study 
Pax. Study people and watch how that influences what you work on. And I know we don't all listen to one person. It's impossible. If you do, that means you're going to be a super dull artist because you're going to need, you're going to need that, um, uh, that, that diversity in your music. Otherwise, hey, it's just not going to... Your music's never going to grow, right? Now, from that point, if you want to build legacy, you're going to need to take from different places, right? You're going to have your, your influences, your Drakes, your, your Parks, your, uh, your Eminems, all of those influences, and you're going to need to partner them up with other influences, right? Um, so you might go and listen to... Um, what's this guy's name? You might go listen to some Ed Sheeran. You might go listen to some Michael Jackson. Go listen to some... I don't know. You can listen to whoever the hell you want to, but... Just make sure this, that they're quite different. And then from there, you can even go even further and go listen to genres you've never listened to. Purely for the sake of studying. There's certain songs I listen to. I don't listen to them for anything except for the fact that I am learning something while I listen to this song. That is all. Um, yeah, so you do that and then what ends up happening is it kind of, it colors your taste. It helps you to develop a particular type of sound and you know when people listen to your beats or they listen to your lyrics or they listen to the way you rap or sing they'll be able to say oh this person sounds a little bit like or a little bit like this other person a little bit like this other person and it's okay you know to have influences and to have a little bit of you can have a little bit of uh, Chris Brown in your singing a little bit of Michael Jackson in there it's okay you've taken from those places and now what you need to do is take all of these influences that you've got and and build. You need to start now start sounding different. This is where that legacy is built. How, even though you've, um, you've picked up these influences, how different is your stuff sounding? Because again, like I'm thinking about these, the beat makers, they still sit together and they'll make beats and their beats will sound the same. They'll, everything will just be the same. The kids, the same. Um, they'll end up sharing all of their um, what's this? Well, uh, the VST plugins and again they're all the same I'm not saying don't share it's it's great when you have certain sounds and you share them with other music producers and, and, and you've got other writing techniques and you share them with other artists it's great it's lovely because then you build community but at the same time understand that you're gonna need to if you are ever going to build something for yourself something that you can say this is my sound. And everyone says, it, like, man, I just want to create a sound, man. You know, something that sounds different. It has to be so unique. But I guarantee you, if you ask those very same people what they are talking about, what does a sound need to sound like? What, is it, what, do you, what are you looking for? They're going to look at you and go, mm, I don't know. It does just sound unique. I don't want it to sound like anything else out there. That's not, it's not up to a music producer or a beat maker to create that sound for you. It's going to take time. It's going to take um, very, very purposeful planning, very, very purposeful thinking to say, this is what it sounds like here. That's what they did in that track. It's big, it's famous. Let me pull that one element from there that they did. Like I'm thinking about um, uh, 40s music for Drake. If I heard, a, if I heard a, a, a Drake track now, I could probably tell you if... Um, the track was created primarily by by him uh, by 40 and I mean uh, this is more early this is more earlier Drake than 
now, but there are certain techniques that he used back then that made him stand apart. His the beats almost sounded like they were. Uh, it was. I I don't want to oversimplify it and say that there was a a, a roll off at a particular frequency, but it almost sounded like I think he described it as. Um, is a systematic way of degrading the higher frequencies and anyway like it's it sounded great when you said it but what essentially happens is it makes sure that there's enough space that way when Drake's vocals come through they pierce 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 right through the mix and you can hear every little um, uh, tone of his voice you can hear each and every little piece of what he's saying and that is how they then together sat down and created a new sound it's a different thing that they were doing, right? It's not always down to, hey, let, let me create a little bit of a different drum pattern and then use a different instrument. It's sometimes a whole lot more than just doing that. Sometimes you actually need to sit down and recraft the way you're making music. There's, there've been times that I've spoken about um, doing artist development. I believe every artist and every music producer needs to go through a good three, four years um, after they are comfortable with making music. They need to go through a good three, four year period where they do nothing but learn about 